you do have a story, and that story is valuable. It's so valuable because your story can help others heal, it can inspire others, it can touch other people's lives. And when you share your story, when you learn to share your story and tell your story, it can also heal you. And that is powerful and it's legendary. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Goals Do Come True with me, Doug Bennett. Today, I am joined by Carissa Karner. Now, Carissa, she helps professionals and entrepreneurs become fearless speakers. And that's so that you can speak with authority, lead with the heart, and touch lives with your powerful message. She's a certified world-class speaking coach and a clinic coach. And that's a registered thing, so we'll have to find out what that's all about. She's a licensed psychotherapist, a TEDx speaker, and she's here to help us get confident about speaking in public. So that's enough of my introduction, Carissa Karna, over to you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I will. Thank you, Doug. Yes, I am a fearless public speaking coach, and it is Carissa Karner. Thank you so much (laughs) for saying that. And what I do is I work with entrepreneurs and professionals and really help them to find and use their voice in a way that they can feel comfortable and confident in their own skin. I grew up as a very shy little girl. I was so scared, so shy, afraid to use my voice. I remember back in fourth grade, if you were a fourth grader with me, you would have been in Mr. Austria's class. And Mr. Austria was a very strict teacher. And one day he surprised us all by saying, I'm going to write a question on the board. And if anyone can get this right, you'll get an A for the whole semester. I thought, well, that sounds cool. And so he wrote the question on the board. I wish I could remember what the question is today, but I don't remember what it is. But he wrote it down and my fourth grade self thought, I know the answer to that question. And all around me, the kids started raising their hands and trying to answer this question. But I was afraid to raise my hand. And I thought, well, what if I say it wrong? All the kids around me are saying it wrong. (laughs) They're getting the wrong answer. No, he says, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. But I was so afraid. But finally, Mr. Austria said, okay, no more answers. And I thought, oh, shoot, I missed my chance. He wrote the answer on the board. And sure enough, I knew the answer. But I was afraid. I was afraid to speak up. And I had a childhood of that, of just being so afraid to speak. And now things are different. Thank goodness. Now I do feel like I can raise my hand, (laughs) raise my hand and use my voice, raise my hand and step on stage, raise my hand to come on podcasts because I have found my voice and I, I still have anxiety, but I don't have fear to come and speak and to be seen and be visible. And the way I got there really was, you know, through a lot of hard work. (laughs) It took a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of coaching. And I found help. I found experts to help me really learn how to be comfortable using my own voice. I have a history as as an actress, and I was very comfortable speaking as other people, but it took me a long time to feel comfortable speaking as myself. But I've taken all of that, all of those skills that I've learned, and I bottle them up, all the best stuff and bottled it up. 
for people in my coaching and my course so that they don't have to go through that long road that I did to become a fearless speaker. I have to say, you do have a very calming voice. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's like melodious, I would say. So that, uh, I mean, that's cool. But I think one of the things there that you touched on is like you weren't afraid to invest in coaching yourself, spending money to improve. And I think so very often people struggle with that side of things. They see, oh my goodness, there's a course that I need to go on. There's a this that I'm going to need to pay out for. And, you know, they see it as a cost. And all through my life, I've just seen these things as an investment. Exactly. And, and sometimes you think, oh my, that's an awful lot of money for a 90-day challenge or a five-day challenge or a, a one-month challenge. But the things that you learn will last you for the rest of your life. And that's the crazy thing about things. It's like we're not just paying for this 90 days or this mini course that we're paying for. Well, we are paying for that, but actually the benefits of it, the investment that we're making in it will last a lifetime. Yeah. You know, you're you're going to need to top it up from time to time. And, you know, that's ongoing and, and stuff like that. But, you know, there's so many little things that you can do. And it's like just a little bit of an investment here and a little bit of an investment there. And it's the compounding effect of that. Absolutely. You know, I, I was just calculating it and I think I spent about uh, maybe even over $25,000 just last year on coaching. And I looked at that number and I thought, wow, that's a lot. And I don't regret $1 of that money spent because it's brought me to where I am today. And the cost of not investing in those programs would have been huge. Cost of not investing. Just think, people, it's an investment. It's an investment in you. And actually, you are your best asset as well. So, you know, you've got to invest yeah. in yourself. So that's yeah. cool. I was just thinking about, I, I did a TEDx talk a few years ago, and when I did it, I didn't invest in coaching. I didn't invest in help. And it was really painful. It was such a painful process. I just tried to do it all by myself. I went and I watched about 83 TED Talks on Google. <laughs> I Googled, how do you give a good TED Talk? And I tried to piecemeal it together because I didn't have I didn't have all the skills that I have today. And so I tried to do my best to make a, you know, a really great TEDx talk and it was okay. But when I look at it now, I think, oh, I wish I could do that over. I wish I could go and coach myself from four years ago. I wish that I could go and tell myself, hey, go look for help because then what you can offer the world is going to be so much better and you're going to feel so much better about it. Yes. Another important thing. We've all got a tale to tell. You know, if you're able to share it and save somebody else the pain that you've gone through in the past, because invariably the people that I talk to, if we delve a little bit deeper, and there are other podcasts that will do that, but, you know, we've all had our trials and our tribulations to run through to get where we are. So, you know, very often it's a case of, you know, reach out, get some help along the way from people that have already done it and it will save you an awful lot of time and pain. And that's the important thing. I like to ask my guests, Carissa, have they had any big, hairy, audacious goals? Now, 
obviously being a TEDx speaker, that's a big goal, but you're past that now. So what have you got working on at the moment, which might be considered to be a big, hairy, audacious goal that you're prepared to share with us? Yes. I've been listening to your podcast, Doug, and I absolutely love it. And I love that you ask this question, what is your big, hairy, audacious goal? And I I was thinking about it and I thought, oh, my hairy goal, that sounds like something I want to run from. (laughs) So I'm going to think about what's my big, sexy goal, the thing I want to run toward. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. No, no. Whatever works. Whatever works. (laughs) And my big, hairy, sexy goal right now has been to pivot. So I'm a psychotherapist as well. I mean, I have a private practice, a psychotherapy practice, and I've had that for many years. And so my my big goal that I'm in the middle of is pivoting from just doing one-on-one work in the therapy room, which is very lonely and isolating, even though I can have an impact on one person at a time. And that is meaningful and valuable. It is very a very lonely process. And then I also want to be able to support and help more people. So I've been pivoting from that into, you know, what many people will say a one-to-many. Yeah. And so working on coaching, I have a course that uh, is opening in February to help people tell their story, as you were just talking about, to be able to coach groups. I run a free Facebook group where I just love coming in and sharing every week and helping people to feel more confident to speak, to reach their goals. So my big, hairy, audacious goal is really to touch as many lives as I can and to help as many people as possible use their voice with confidence. Okay. Well, we're just going to frame that a little because as many as possible, it's not specific enough. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, I'm just going to leave that thought with you. But I had one of my previous guests, I want to impact a million people. And it's like, wow, how do you measure that? How do you measure that you've impacted a million people? And then I thought, wow, isn't that too big a goal, really? How will you know? And she said, well, actually, it's always going to be a million because very often we don't know how many lives we've already impacted along the way anyway. So it's a way to keep going. But as many people as possible, that's a lot. So we'll go with that. We'll, we'll cut you some slack with as many people as possible. But I do like the one to many. And that's something that you know I'm working on in my business, in my financial services business, you know, I work one-on-one with people, but, you know, a month or so ago, I was able to do a presentation to 50 people in a yes. workplace environment. And it's like, well, okay, that was exciting because there's 50 people going off with one or two ideas and that is exciting. So I'm, I'm with you on the one-to-many. Yes. And the lives that we touch then go on to touch other lives. And so we have this ripple effect that happens that we touch lives, who touch lives, who touch lives. And so our message can just live on and on and on. And that is important. That is important. So how do you use goals in what you do? Well, I guess I use goals, one for myself of how I reach my own goals and then how I help my clients to reach their goals. So those might look a little bit different, but maybe in essence, actually thinking about it now, they are the same. And I was reflecting on this Again, because I I just love your podcast and I love how you encourage people to share their goal-setting, goal-reaching process, I was reflecting on my own and I realized that I, I have four essential steps to it. The first is to, well, just dream and visualize. 
I don't think I included. That's the most important step is to dream and visualize and really think about what it is that you want. I heard one of your guests, a lovely young woman who talked about how she took the realistic part out of her goal setting so that she could dream big mm-hmm. and not have to worry about whether or not it felt realistic. And I love that to just let yourself really dream. What is it that you want to achieve? What is it that you want to do, be, or have? And then to take that and break it down into smaller pieces and then break it down into smaller pieces and break it down into smaller pieces until you can see just what is the next step. What do I need to do today? Holding that big picture, but seeing the next small step. And then to make it a daily practice. This is so helpful for me is when I have a goal, if I make it a part of my day, part of my routine, then it, it's like it becomes infused in my life. If I just do a little bit here and there, it will not be sustainable for me. So for me, it's very helpful if I touch it every day in some way. Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening to my podcast. I hope you don't mind me just spending a few moments to tell you about my new book. I'm very excited. It's called Think Simple, Win Big, How to Build the Business of Your Dreams with a Few Simple Goals. And it's a rewrite of my original book, Goals Do Come True. And it's especially available for entrepreneurs, either new entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs who want to get the fundamentals right with their business. So if you are interested in getting your hands on a copy, go to my website, www.dougbennett.co.uk. Anyway, let's go back to the podcast. Yeah, I like that. I do like that as an idea. And do you have a set time of the day when you do that? I mean, you know, are you, see, I'm very spontaneous on things generally, but then somebody said, again, another one of my guests said, you know, to be spontaneous, sometimes you have to have structure. And that seems like a bit of a dichotomy to me. You know, how can you be spontaneous within a structured environment? But it's like having the structure and the processes and the procedures, it it just means that things get done, which means if you haven't got anything going on and you've done everything, then you can be spontaneous. So I was just wondering if you have a set time of the day that, you know, you do goals and do you write them down or how many steps might you have in a big goal if you've broken it down and broken it down and broken it down? Well, if I think about just the course that I'm creating, that I'm opening for registration in a couple of weeks. That I really, that's such a big, hairy goal that I, I really have to spend a lot of time every day on it. So what I do is I fit it. I, I have my psychotherapy practice. So that's, that is fixed. You know, those times that I see my clients, that's not adjustable. And so that I think is my structure is that I have the fixed things in my day. And then the things that are going toward a goal that's not fixed in time, you know, I don't have to do this work at 3 p.m. I can do it at, 11 a.m. or 7 p.m., then those I, I am more fluid and flexible with, and I wrap those around the fixed pieces of my day. But thinking about what you said about structure, my, my mentor, Craig Valentine, his mentor, <laughs> her name is Patricia Fripp, and she said something, this is one of my favorite quotes, she said, structure doesn't freeze you, F-R-E-E-Z-E, structure doesn't freeze you, it frees you. 
Yes. Yes. And that is F-R-E-E-S. That is it exactly. Excellent. Excellent. That's considerably more succinct than the three or four moments of babble that I did earlier. Well, she had a lot of time to perfect that. (laughs) (laughs) That's very gracious of you to say. So you're writing these things down. You're going on the step-by-step. And I think, you know, there's a common theme here. They say a journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step. So yeah, breaking it down and making it into bite-sized chunks. And yeah, so I like that. Do you write it down? Is it, you know, do you use an app or is it, you know, how much, how do you do your planning? I do. I love, so I put everything in my Google calendar, but I love writing by hand. So I am pretty obsessed with Erin Condren. I don't know if you've heard of, of her planners or this company, Erin Condren. They make these planners that I just love. They're big and thick. And I get the one where every day is its own page. And I write my whole schedule down and I write all my goals for the day. And that's so helpful for me because otherwise I feel chaotic inside and I feel frenetic and frenzied because everything is just running in my head. And so to be able to write it down, then I don't have to hold it in my mind. I can put it on a piece of paper. I can look at it. I can check it off. Oh, what else do I need to do today? That is so helpful for me to stay organized and motivated. Okay, so we need to make a note of that and have access to that so that people can have a look. And it's Erin. Condren. That's it, Aaron Condren. Tell us a bit more about your background. So I know we we know that you know you wouldn't put your hand up. Have you used goals to get you through in the past? Because you know, just not being able to put your hand up in fourth grade can't be the worst <laughs> tribulation that you've had or trial. Yeah, definitely not the worst trial or tribulation. <laughs> And being shy was very painful, but I discovered acting. So in sixth grade, I had my very favorite teacher, Mrs. Zierenberg. She had us put on a play and I was very scared, but I auditioned for it. And that's where I really found my voice. I I got cast in the part that I auditioned for, but Mrs. Zierenberg had to pull me aside and say, you know, Carissa, I think you're going to be really good at this and we can't hear a word you're saying. And so she encouraged me to go out. I lived in Yosemite National Park. That's where I grew up when I was young. How and cool she, is that, people? Super cool. That is cool. <laughs> yeah. My school was a little outside of Yosemite. I had to I had to travel an hour and a half each way by bus. So I sound like I had to walk, you know, in the snow, but I really did have to travel an hour and a half each way by bus to get to school. But so Mrs. Zierenberg knew that I, I lived in Yosemite and she said, okay, Carissa, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go outside of your house and stand in front of those big trees and say your lines as loud as you can to the tree. So I did that and I practiced. And that's really how I learned how to use my my literal voice to speak loud enough for people to hear me. And so I practiced in front of the trees and then I could speak. And that instilled in me this love for acting because I really overcame something that was very scary at the time, it was very scary to be able to stand in front of people and speak. And so I pursued acting and I, I went on, I, I pursued acting very intensely. I got my degree in theater at Smith College and I went on to pursue a professional career in acting and I acted for many years. And I was comfortable speaking in a show, speaking as a character, speaking somebody else's words but I was still so afraid to speak as myself. 
you know, when you like you start a group or a class or something and the teacher says, okay, let's get in a circle and everybody stand up and say three things about themselves. My armpits would start sweating. <laughs> it's not <laughs> a good look. Really yep. good yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. a good look. <laughs> you know, great at speaking on stage as somebody else, really scared to speak as myself. But then I went on, I, I then kind of the worst time of my life. I had a, a series of trauma sort of happen one after the other. I got divorced and then my parents got divorced and my dad actually tried to commit suicide. So all of these really heavy things happen. And that caused me to rethink my life and what I wanted to do. And I decided to go back to school and become a psychotherapist. So I went to graduate school and became a psychotherapist, which again, I could use my voice in that little therapy room but I was still very scared to go out and speak to other people. And so I decided, okay, I, I love acting. I want to be able to speak more. And so I started going to Toastmasters. And that was kind of the first place that I started to practice speaking as myself. And I thought, this is pretty fun. Mm -hmm. This is okay. You know, it's this tiny little group. It's safe. It's fun. And then That's I, the important thing, though, it's safe because everybody's there for a purpose and nobody's going to be judgmental. Everybody's going to be supportive. And and that's another thing that people need around themselves. You need to be supported. So, yeah, I like that. So, yes. sorry, back to you. So, it's just so I, I drag little things out when I hear it, so I get excited about it. So I can't be quiet. I'm sorry. Oh, I love it because then it's like a conversation, you know, it's like we're just at a dinner party having a conversation. <laughs> well, so at Toastmasters, one of my, my friends, a man named Sharif, he decided he wanted to put on a TEDx event. And so he invited me to speak, which was amazing. I mean, what gratitude I have for that experience that I didn't have to go and audition for a TED talk mm. that it just fell into my lap. And so that was really when I thought, hey, I could do more public speaking. But I had that experience of that gut-wrenching experience of just not knowing how to write a 15-20 minute speech that was going to really move people, that was mm -hmm. really going to have something impactful to say. And I did okay. You know, I mean, I took what I learned from Toastmasters and I took what I learned from acting and I took what I learned from my degree in psychotherapy and my work as a therapist. And, and I did create something that was decent. But I thought, you know, after that experience, I thought if I want to do more of this, I really need to get help. Mm -hmm. and that's where I went and I reached out and I, I found a woman who, another therapist, she taught me all of her skills for how to work with the fear of public speaking specifically. So she taught me all of those tools for me to share with other people and use myself. And I found my, my mentor, Craig Valentine, who is a master speaker and a master public speaking coach. And he really taught me, I, I really credit him with guiding me to find my authentic voice and to be able to speak in a way that I have structures to free me that I can lean into. And so it gives me confidence to speak and to be myself because I do have that structure that, that holds me. In my therapy practice, it was so much about helping people find their figurative voice, mm -hmm. you know, for them to be able to speak and share their emotions and share their feelings, talk to their partners or their parents or themselves, get to know themselves. And so taking that and then people finding their voice in on a bigger arena is really just, I love to help people just harness the power of their voice and believe that they have something to say. 
and then feel comfortable saying it. That really is cool. And there's passion there. You know, I can feel the passion. I can see it, obviously, because I've got the video of you. But hopefully, you know, my listeners will feel the passion there. Now, I'm going to ask you for, I don't add this question on the little note that I send out. So I'm going to put you on the spot. So we need to know a nugget from you, something that the world needs to know. Goal setting would be brilliant if you can weave goals into there somehow or another, but something that we haven't discussed already that the world needs to know, according to Carissa. I'll actually use one of the techniques that I teach, which is to stay you focused. So I'm going to say you, you who are listening right now, who are part of the world, you need to know that you do have a story and that story is valuable. It's so valuable because your story can help others heal. It can inspire others. It can touch other people's lives. And when you share your story, when you learn to share your story and tell your story, it can also heal you. And that is powerful and it's legendary. And there you go. That's why I don't prime people beforehand, because we get these amazing pieces of advice and so beautifully delivered. So on the back of that, I'm going to bring this episode to a close. I want to thank you for you know joining me, Carissa. Just let us know what's the best place to get hold of you. I've had a quick look at your website. You can share your web address and there's some free stuff on there. We like free stuff. And obviously people, when you share or get some free stuff, you have to share your email and your mobile number, right? Because then if something resonates, Carissa will be able to share extra stuff with you. So what's the best place for people to go? That's right. So the best place for people to go to get my free guide, Three Steps to Fearless Speaking, is fearlessspeak.com slash speak. So fearlessspeak.com slash speak. And that's where you can download my guide and then you will get on my email list. You're always welcome to email me directly if you have any questions or you want to talk with me. And then I always hang out on Instagram and I have a really vibrant, wonderful, supportive Facebook group. It's If you look under groups, it's Fearless Speakers. There we go. Carissa, thank you very much for joining me again. And we'll make sure that that information is contained in the show notes. It's been lovely listening to you, but sharing, you know, just because you have a beautiful voice. So thank you for that. And we'll stay in touch. And thanks Thank again. you. Thank you, Doug. This has been such a pleasure to speak with you today. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to review and subscribe on Apple, Google or Spotify. I'd love to hear about your goals. You can share them with me at dougbennett.co.uk. 